Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you shall speak to all of us by your Holy Spirit and through your word, Father. We commit this time to you. We want to focus on you, Lord. We lay aside all the worries and concerns and the things of this world aside so that we can focus on you, Lord. Open heaven, Lord, and speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We have been studying about divine protection for many times. In the last sermon, we talked about our responsibility, what we need to do in order to receive the protection of the Lord. We learned that we need to make sure that we have God as our God, and we treat Him as our God, which means we need to obey Him and serve Him and live for the kingdom. And not only that, we need to believe that He is our protector. He is our fortress. He is the one who will put His wings on us to protect us. And not only that, we claim, we say it every day. Now, when I wake up or when I travel, I would say, God, you are my protector. Today, you protect me. We treat Him as God. We believe He is our protector. We claim it. We say it with our mouth. And not only that, we don't live by fear. And we humble ourselves to run under His wings. Let Him have the right to protect us. I would like to continue to talk about God's protection. We learn that God can protect us by using His power to stop bad things to touch us and to put the canopy of power or the bubble of His favor all around us. Now we're going to talk about another way of God's protection or divine protection. Psalm 91 verse 11, the Bible say, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. The Bible says that God can send his angel or assign his angel to be with us, to keep us and to protect us. When we get up in the morning, when we go out to work, when we drive our car back home, when we sleep, or when we awake, or when we travel, or wherever we are, all our ways, He can protect us through His angels. Verse 12 says, In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. So not only that the angel can protect us, the angel is so powerful that they can lift us up so that we will not hit our life on the ground and break our hip or our neck. They can do that. And I have that personal experience myself and I share with other sermon already that the angel stopped my car from sliding down the slope in Seattle on a snow day with the icy road. The car stopped like this, going down and stopped because the angel stopped the car. And not only really that, when I fell one time, the angel lifted me up and I did not get hurt at all. I did not have even pain. It sounds like somebody lift me and put me down on the ground. I feel nothing because of the angelic protection. I heard the testimony from my 
daughter and son-in-law that this past no time they drove their car into the freeway 520 and the road was icy so the car shifted people hit each other everywhere and they were in the middle but the angel of the lord pushed their car here and there and there and they came out without any scratch on their car why other many cars hit each other that is the angelic protection amen so are angels real is the angelic protection real i want to tell you it's real angels are not the flesh and the blood like you and me they are spirits they were created by god to be we call ministering spirit or to be serving spirit they serve the lord and they serve god's people if you are a believer you have the right to receive the angelic protection and god can assign an angel or maybe more than angel i know i have at least two angels in my life one is the angel from heaven another one is pastor da i have two angels but i believe i have more than two angels one human angel and many many spiritual angel and they can manifest themselves in the human form they can show up look like a real human and you can talk to them for many minutes and you don't even know you talk to angels and then they disappear and you still think that you talk to somebody on earth talk to human being hebrew chapter 13 verse 2 say do not forget to entertain strangers for by so doing some people have entertained angels without knowing it i don't know how many times we talk to angels and we don't even know they guide us they show us what to do i remember one time in the chinatown of honolulu i was lost and i was walking like look very confused with my family and suddenly a man showed up he looked like about 60 years old and he greeted me in thai i was shocked because i look like japanese or chinese tourists i don't look thai at all but he talked to me in thai language without introducing each other that i'm thai and then he said to me go that way you have to turn right and turn left and I turn and walk, and I look back, he disappeared. I believe God sent an angel to help me in the Chinatown in Honolulu to get the right direction. Thank God. Amen. So can God's angel manifest and do things in the natural world? They were created and they live in heaven at the throne room of God. But can God send angels to manifest and do things in the natural world? Yes they can they are sent or assigned by god to come and rescue and deliver and help his people at one time in the bible in the book of second kings god's people were in trouble they were outnumbered seriously by the opposing army of the king of assyria and they were crying to god they asked god to help them because otherwise they would be in trouble with the big army outside the city they cried out to god and god showed up god spoke to them and said that don't worry not even one foot of this assyrian soldier and their king gonna step into the city they will not even walk close to the 
gate of the city. Let me read Second Kings chapter 19, 32 to 35. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. Even not one arrow will be shot, will be fired. They will not march outside the gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter this city, which means Jerusalem, said the Lord. For my own honor, so God wants us to give him honor. Don't give glory to yourself, give glory to God. And for the sake of my servant David, this is one of the reasons I chose to be a godly daddy, a godly father. Because I know that if I love God, faithful to God, serve God, God is going to have a special favor for my children and grandchildren. He talked about the sake of my servant David. David was not there. But God showed favor to the people under King David. I will defend this city and protect it. Our God is a God of protection. That night, the angel, only one angel without S, of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. One angel killed 185 Assyrian soldiers. Are you excited? How powerful our angel is? Amen. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they're all like a corpse. They die. 185,000 soldiers died that night. The next morning, they found corpses everywhere. And the Bible continued to say, the king and the rest of the troops went back home. They did not even think about going to Jerusalem. Can you imagine how powerful the angel of the Lord is? One angel could kill 185,000 soldiers. And God sent his angel to protect you and me. Do you believe in angelic protection? Do you believe that God can send his angel to protect you and me? You look so excited. Yeah, sure. You should be smiling, happy, excited that God sent angel to help you. Amen. And we all, if we are believers who live for the kingdom, who treat God as God, don't worship money, don't worship cars, don't worship Toyota and Honda, don't worship your house and your condominium. You worship God, you serve the Lord, and you say, God is my God, and God is my protector. He's going to send his angel to protect you. And he charged his angel or assigned his angel to lift you up when you're going to fall. When something bad happens, the car is going to hit you. The angel will push the car out and the car will not hit you. The angels can do anything. But I want to warn you something. Don't worship angels. And don't do dumb or stupid things to prove that the angel can protect you. 
I want to warn you, don't do dumb things. For example, you say, "Wow, my pastor, Pastor Lau taught me the angel gonna protect me. Therefore, today I'm gonna go to I-5, the Interstate I-5, and I'm gonna run into the I-5 and see that the truck will be pushed by the angel. I'm gonna run in front of the moving truck on I-5 and see what happened. Wow! If you do that, I'm not responsible. Okay." <laughs> Look at what Jesus said to the devil. The devil took Jesus to Jerusalem and put him on the high place of the temple. And look at what the devil said in Luke chapter four, nine to twelve. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, him mean Jesus, to the highest point of the temple, and said, "If you are the Son of God, jump off." For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Look at what Jesus answered. Jesus responded. The scripture also say you must not test the Lord, your God. So if you hear somebody or you hear the voice. Come to you and say, "Why don't you test that Psalm 91 verses 10, 11 are real? Why don't you jump in front of the big truck, or you jump out of the building, big tall building in Seattle, and see that the angel will hold you up? That voice is not from God. You are not called to test the Lord. Only one thing you can test the Lord is tithing. Other things." You are not called to test the Lord. Jesus did not say, "Satan, back off. I'm going to show you," and he jumped off. No, he did not do that. You and me are not called. You and I are not called to prove to everybody in our family, to prove to everybody in our workplace that the word of God is real. We don't have to defend our God. We can defend our faith. But we don't have to defend our God at all. We don't need to prove to everybody that God is real. You know, when I lay hand on people and people get healed, people get touched by God. My motive is not to prove to people that God is real. My motive is I love you. I want God to bless you. That's it. If people look at it and they don't believe, that's fine, because I'm not here to prove that God is real. God is so real to me already. I don't need to prove that, and you don't need to defend God. Because God has no identity crisis, they need you need to prove that God is so powerful. He has no identity crisis at all. If God chose to prove Himself that He is real, He could have shown His face on the sky right now and shaken the whole city, and everyone would say, "Oh, God is so real!" Now we have to surrender to God. God did not choose that way. Why? Because if he did that way, there is no more faith. Every man and every woman on earth must make a choice to believe or not to believe in God. Even though you never see God, you never feel God, and you never touch God, you need to walk by faith. Faith make God happy. That's why God did not show up in such a way. Yes, you hear the testimony that Jesus showed up to that lady in San Jose. But after she believed, though, he did not show up before she believed in the Lord. So God 
doesn't have to prove himself at all. He wants you to walk by faith. He called you to believe in him and to obey him and walk by love. He never called you to defend him, to prove that he is real, or to test him at all. Isaiah 45 verse 15. Truly, you are a God who hides himself. O God of Israel, the Savior. Sometimes you feel that God doesn't show up. Where are you, God? I don't feel you. I don't see you. You haven't answered my prayer. You know, when you face that situation, it means God wants you to continue to exercise your faith. Keep on having faith. Keep walking by faith. God hide himself to see how serious you are in walking by faith. And when we put our faith in God, in Jesus, we are qualified to be his children, to receive his inheritance and the eternal life in heaven by faith. We are not supposed to prove to people that God is real. We don't have to defend on God. This is the problem. Another problem in the church. We are not called to be a judge. Listen carefully. We are not called to strengthen out other people's doctrine. Sometimes I notice that some Christians are very religious. They come in and they sit how the worship leader worship. I don't like that way. I judge you. I don't like your doctrine. I am the judge. I know better than you. I'm going to strengthen you out. I'm going to come to talk to you in Hebrews and Greek. I'll let you know that you know less than me. I'm going to send you email to tell you that you are wrong. My brothers and sisters, we are not called to strengthen somebody else or to judge anybody that they are wrong. We are called to be the salt and the light of the world. We are called to have the fruit of love, fruit of faith, fruit of the Holy Spirit, compassion, love people, pray for people. We are not here to judge anybody and condemn anybody and to look, I'm better than you. Please stop doing that. That is the spirit of religion of Pharisees and Sadducees. We are not here to judge anybody. I'm not going to judge any church. I just do my own business. If other churches want to do something, it's their own business. I'm not here to judge anybody. And we are not here to strengthen out anybody. We are called to walk by faith, to be a good witness, to be the sword and the light. And sometimes people look at our life for a while. They will say, you are different. I'm going to believe in your God. I'm going to listen to you now because you shine the light of God out of you. Don't touch people. Don't look at people with the eyes of being such a great Christian and other people are wrong. Please, don't judge anybody. Amen? Amen. People will watch you. If you are judgmental or criticizing or critical, people are going to run away from you. They will not be around you. Amen? So God said He would send His angels charge over us. Let's look at another example in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 19, in this teaching, I'm going to show you many stories in the Bible how the angels save God's people. And if they could do that many thousand years ago, they can do with us today. Genesis 19 and 16, Lot, his wife, and his daughters were in trouble in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were facing Big judgment. They were facing 
destruction in that city. But because Abraham prayed for them, look what happened. Genesis 19:16, and why he lingered. Lot did not make the final decision. I want to encourage all of you, please don't sit on the fence and I'll go this way, I'll go this way. Make up your mind what you're going to do. Make up your mind. You're going to go with God or you're going to go with your flesh? You're going to go with God, you're going to go with the devil. Make up your mind. Don't linger. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand. The men mean the angels. His wife's hand and the hands of his two daughters and the Lord being merciful to him and they brought him out and set him outside the city. Wow, the angels grabbed their hand, the whole family, pulled them out of the Sodom and Gomorrah, and suddenly they were outside, and they saw the fire. The fire of God came into the city. The whole people there burned and died. But they were saved by the angels of the Lord. Can the angel pull your hand? Can the angel move your hand while you're driving? Move your hand this way and that way, you will not hit. The angels can move my hand too while I'm performing surgery. The angel can do anything. They're so powerful. Isaiah 63 verse 9, this is the promise of God. In all their affliction, in all your affliction, he, mean God, was afflicted, which means he was concerned about you. It doesn't mean he was afflicted by disease. It means he was concerned. He really cared. And the angel of his presence saved them. The angel of his presence saved you and me. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bore them and carried them all the days of old. Does God want to protect you? When you face trouble, does he care? Does he want to help you? But you need to do your part. You say, God, you are my God. God, you are my protector. Jesus, help me. I'm not going to fear. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to depend on your protection. Amen? The book of Daniel. The angel of the Lord performed deliverance and protection for the three Jewish men who were thrown into the fire furnace. Look at Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke. This is the king of Babylon. He spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. Who delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The angel of the Lord delivered them. What did they do their part? Their part is to trust God. Everyone say, I trust my God. I have faith. I believe. You know, sometimes I hear people say this way. You know, I believe God can bless me. God can change my life. God can help me. God can set me free. He is a powerful God. When you listen to this part of the sentences, you feel, like, wow, good. And then, if you continue to hear, but I'm just a human being. I don't think I can do it. I don't think God can help me. But, please stop saying that. Don't have words, but. 
not B U D D B U T not bad but people give excuses when you say like that you are walking in doubt you try to say God you can do all these things but you will not do for me and you know what happened you don't get protection you don't get the blessing because you are speaking doubt you are not speaking please stop speaking doubt I'm in trouble I'm in bad shape my life is in trouble you're cursing yourself Don't curse yourself. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna uh, cancer. Gonna attack me. I will not make money this month. Don't take. Don't say those. Speak faith. God shall provide for me. God can do all things. For those who believe, He can do all things. Amen. Don't speak negative toward yourself. Don't curse yourself. Amen. So these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, say that. God gonna send His angel to deliver, and they trust in Him, and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. In these teachings, they're gonna show you many stories about angel, and one of the common things about these people who receive protection from God is this is common thing. Number one, they have faith. Number two, they speak it. Three, they say. God shall protect me. No if and or but. For all of them, if you read all the scripture, I'm gonna show you. I'm not sure I can finish today. All of them live for God, and God is the only God in their life. There are no other gods in them at all. Amen. Amen. So we should not speak faithless statement. We should speak faith. He is my God. I serve Him. He will protect me. I don't worry. I'm not going to lose heart. He will take care of me. I'm not going to serve other gods. I'm going to read the whole story. Daniel chapter three, verses thirteen to eighteen. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately. Into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace, and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, "O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, are you serving God? Are you worshiping God only, or you serve money?" Or you serve your own things. I hope you serve God, and God is your God. Is able to deliver us. Wow! They spoke with confidence. Is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us from your hand, O King. Oh, I like that. Very firm. But if not, if you don't throw us in, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods. 
nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. These three young Jewish men did not bow down to the image. They spoke boldly. Everyone say, speak boldly. That our God can protect us. Amen? Everyone say, I trust in God. They trusted in God. And they say, my God shall deliver me, shall protect me. And what happened? They were thrown into the fiery furnace. And the king saw the fourth person. Look at verses 22 to 26. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, they increased the temperature to kill these three men as soon as possible. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Chadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow, so hot that the guys who arrested these three young men got burned and died before even they went into the fiery furnace. And these three men, Chadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bowed into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bowed into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, not bowed, Loose. Who loose these three men? The angel. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Now he admits, they are servant of the Most High God. Come out and come here. Then Chedrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. Somebody else is in there. Some people may interpret this scripture that the Lord Jesus was in there. But you can interpret the angel is in there to help them. The fourth person, God can send his angel to protect you, to save you. The fourth person set them free. Look at verse 27. What happened? And the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men on whose, listen carefully, on whose bodies the fire had no power. There was no evidence that the fire touched them at all. Zero evidence. They saw these men on whose body the fire had no power, and the hair of their head was not singed. The hair was not affected. No curly hair there by the fire. Sometimes the woman wants the curly hair. You put your head in the box with heat, curl it. But this heat could not curl their hair. Nor were their garments affected. And the smell of fire was not on them. Wow! They came out, no smell. Nothing touched their garments, their hair, their body, nothing. God put the canopy of power or the bubble of His protection around them. And the angels of the Lord came 
and protected them as well. Can he do that today? Are we worshiping the same God? The God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego worship? Are we worshiping the same God as Daniel? Can he send the angel to help us? Amen? Should we believe? Should we declare? God is my protector? Amen? Can he give a supernatural canopy over us? Yes. God can send his angel to supernaturally protect you. At one time, I'm going to read one more story and continue next Sunday. Or the other Sunday, whatever. At one time, Daniel denied to stop praying to his God. And the officers of the king were not very happy. So they reported to the king in order to get rid of Daniel. They were jealous of Daniel. So he wanted the king to kill Daniel. Because the king came out with the law that if somebody pray to other gods, that person will be thrown in the lion den. And what happened? Look at Daniel chapter 6, verses 15 to 24, talking about the angelic protection. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your Majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signed can be changed. It means that if somebody worship other gods, they will be killed. So at last the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, the king loved Daniel, actually. The king did not want Daniel to die. He has a heart for Daniel, but he could not change his own law. May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. Wow, this king loved Daniel so much. He did not sleep all night. He fasted and prayed for Daniel. He refused his usual entertainment. No dancing that night in the palace. No, that dancer, get out of here. I don't want to see any dancing. I don't want to eat anything. He could not sleep all night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God. Caesar, servant of the living God. Amando, servant of the living God. Was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Not lions like in the den. Maybe lions out there, somebody bad guy want to destroy you. Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me. So I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you. He did not commit any wrong thing, illegal thing, or did not do any bad things to the king. He was not guilty. Your majesty, the king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Everyone say faith. faith. Everyone say trust. trust. Whom do you trust? Okay. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. 
He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wife and children. I feel bad for this sentence. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. You need to understand that these lions were put into fasting for many days. They were so hungry. And normally when Daniel dropped into the den, they would jump up my supper. I'm so hungry. My supper is coming down. And this lion will leap on him and tore him and have good supper. But what happened? Before Daniel hit the ground, the angel grabbed the neck of the lions and closed their mouth, all of them. And the lion tried to open the mouth. Mm, mm, I'm hungry. Mm, the food is here. And the angel said, shut your mouth. You cannot eat the servant of God. And eventually the lion sit down and, okay la, okay la. I talk like a Singaporean. Okay la, I'm not going to eat him. So Daniel just stand there worshiping the Lord. But when Daniel came out from the den, the angel came with him. <laughs> the angel disappeared from the den. When those men came down, oh, the lion say, free supper. Good food. They leap on them, including their family. That part I feel sorry for the wife and the kids. So what I try to say is this. Husband, daddy, you need to be godly man. If you want your wife and your children to be protected and to receive the favor from God, it has to start from the head of the family. The man in the family must love God. Amen? All the men say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But if you're goofy, you do bad things, your kids and your wife can be in trouble as well. This is story. You see, you reap what you sow. This guy lied and tried to kill somebody. And what happened? They reap death. They want to kill. They reap death and the family as well. So you can see here the story. The angel of the Lord really protected this man supernaturally. In other words, we learn from this Stories. Number one, there are angels of the Lord. Two, God charged or assigned his angels to be with us, to protect us. Three, the angels of the Lord are very powerful. They are supernatural. And they can block the things that are going to attack you. Or they can hold back the bad things that attack you. When I walk through the Don Myung Airport in Bangkok, there were a lot of Chinese people from China there with a mask on, maybe about 500 people standing there everywhere because they could not go home. I didn't even know about coronavirus at that time because I was in Michigan. I did not read any news. I was just busy. I find out later on that when I was on the airplane to Japan to fly back here, but when I was walking there, I still depend on God's protection. And I believe the angel of the Lord, if the coronavirus fly around in the air, or this angel will <laughs> cannot touch Pastor Dan, Pastor Lau, and his team, no one gets sick. Because the angel can hold back, push back, close the mouth, get rid of this virus, cannot touch the man and the woman of God. Amen? But you need to what? Believe God. Love God. Trust God. Live your life for God. 
Serve the Lord. You do not have other gods in your life. Only God alone is your God. And you need to stick it up. God is my protector. He can deliver me from all this calamity, from these bad things. He can hold those things back from me. The car cannot hit me. I went to California this time. We have a story in this church too. Jerome family. Somebody broke into that shop, make a hole in the door, broke in, and if that person stole something in the shop, big trouble because all belong to the customer. But nothing lost. I believe the angel show up in that shop, scare them away. I just went to California. One couple told me. This couple say that they came home one evening. They find out that the door of their apartment broke open. The curtain on the window all came down, and they were shocked. They knew right away somebody broke into their house, and there were cash in that the drawer in their bedroom too. Lots of good stuff around everywhere. They walk in, they look at everything. They lost nothing. They believe. The angel of the Lord show up in their apartment and scare these people away, and they did not even touch anything in that apartment. Zero, none disappear. Can the angel of the Lord stand in front of your house yes. like this? And when people try to come and break into your house, get out of here. The angel can scare people away. Can hold back. Everyone say, hold back. Hold back. Stop. Bad things from coming to you. Amen? Do we need angel? I'm glad I have two angels. The angel of God and Pastor Da. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Let me continue next time because I have a lot to go. If I continue, it will not be enough time. I will continue next time about the angel of the Lord. So again, conclusion. Is God your God? Yes. Can I hear one more time? Is God your God? Yes. Can you say, God is my protector? God is my protector. Say it out loud. God is my protector. I trust God. He can protect me. I serve Him. He sent His angels. Charge over me. All my ways. Thank you, Lord, for your angels. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us about your angelic protection for our life, Lord. We believe, Lord, Christians in this generation, especially in America here, and those Christians who understand English and listen to this teaching, shall experience your supernatural divine protection, your canopy, your wings, your power, pestilence, coronavirus, any disease, any deadly diseases cannot touch your people all over the world. I pray, Father, you shall protect Chinese Christians in the mainland China, in Taiwan, protect Christians in Japan, in Thailand, in the Asian country that the coronavirus right now attacking people. You send your canopy over the church there, every country, over the believers. You protect them indeed, Lord, and you protect us every day. We believe your angels are powerful. They can grab our hand. 
They can move things. They can hold bad things back out of us. Protect us from any attack of the enemy, from any harm from bad people or disease, virus, bacteria, calamity, anything that will destroy people, must not come near our dwelling place. Lord, we believe in the supernatural. Divine protection upon our life, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace upon our life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, I would like to encourage you. If you are not sure you are born again, I would like to encourage you to be born again. To believe in the Lord and serve the Lord. If you want to do that, pray with me. I will lead you to pray. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. You love me so much. You sent your Son Jesus Christ to pay the price of sin for me. He died on the cross. He was raised from the dead for me, so that I can have life. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. Lord Jesus, I declare, you are my God. You are my Savior. Come into my life right now. Sit on the throne of my life. You are my provider, my Savior. My caretaker, my protector. You are my healer and deliverer. I believe and I declare in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Don't stop.